Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Do you know what grinds my gears? Nope. I bet you do. I'm sure I could find about 5,000 things <laughs> that grind your gears. Well, I already know, you know, because we already did a take and it didn't work. But what grinds my gears is the fact that my children are only my children when they did something wrong. When I come home, they're my dogs if they've eaten something. But they're perfectly well-behaved dogs, then they're yours. Exactly. Good traits from mommy, bad traits from daddy. Biased. And that's what grinds my gears. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Good morning, everyone, for our listeners at WFUR 102.9 FM. And I guess I'll have to stop making fun of our AM listeners. I thought there were only three, but if that's the case, then I suppose we've met all three this year because we've had a number of listeners from the AM calls. But that's 1340 News Talk Radio, WJRW. And then good afternoon to our Ludington folks. Hello, everyone. I don't know the call sign up there. I know it's WLDN. Classic rock. But this is Fireproof Your Retirement. We're back again. Pleasure to be with you. Um, behind the scenes, I haven't given him a shout out in a while, but we got producer Mitch does a fantastic job for us and loves combos. I heard recently that he was quite upset that the biggest bag of combos has been reduced in size. I've already told Mike when they go on 10 for 10 at Meyer, which is a store around here, we're sending you some, Mitch. We'll see. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about target date funds. I know we've talked about them before, but Fidelity has done something that makes us bring it up again. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about basketball. How fun is this going to be? Super fun because oh, it's on. almost March Madness. And I get to use the buttons on this thing and input audio. That's going to be interesting. And then if we get time, we'll also talk about maybe why some things or maybe why it's dangerous to compare ourselves to others and how it doesn't really help us. Mm-hmm. So let's save basketball for a little bit. Okay. We'll keep people engaged. They'll be like, oh, I can't wait until they get to the basketball. What do they call that? They call that, oh, it's a hook. Cliffhanger. Hook. Whatever. Just call me captain. No. Nope. <laughs> you sure? Positive. All right. So share with us the article you read. I think it was on MSN, which who knew there was still an MSN? MSNBC, Michael. I thought that they were defunct. Gone. 
Gone. No, no. You're thinking like AOL. Yeah, gone. Prodigy, gone. What was the other one? There was another one way back then. I don't know. Anyways, you're digressing. So this article Yahoo. that I found. Yahoo's still around. Basically gone. Um, No. Anyways, this article about Fidelity and their, what are they called again? Target date funds. Target date, target date funds. I see our pre-show prep worked really well this time. This is not necessarily my area of expertise. Just going to let you know that. So target date funds. They were talking about how Fidelity may or may not be on a downward spiral with people in their retirement program. So, I, I mean, here- Based here's, on how they've done things. Right. So, all right. The first thing we got to define here is what we would call a benchmark. So a benchmark is going to be a group. Mm -hmm. um, let's use- Bunnies. Use, <laughs> I don't know. We'll use our kids. Okay. So we'll use the oldest. Now, he's come home sometimes and said, well, I only got a C, mm -hmm. but then tells us what? I got the second highest grade in the class. Correct. Everyone did bad. Now, apparently, I'm too strict. No. But to me, it's still, I don't really care what everyone else did. A C is in the middle. Right. But what that tells us is what? As a benchmark, the group scored poorly. Correct. So a C, when everybody else scored poorly, is a reflection of um, better performance rather than a C when most everybody got an A. Correct. So that's your benchmark. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So there's these benchmark of target date funds. So let's define that next. Target date fund. When do you want to retire? So for you, like like what, 2095? Sure. I mean, I'll probably be, that would make me like it's almost only, 110. That's only 77 more years. That would make me almost 110. Well, modern medicine, if you'd start taking better care of yourself, this is something you could aspire to. So target date fun. We'll move on. Is a specific date at which you intend to retire. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening right now and you're 50 years old and you want to retire at 65. Your target date fund is in 15 years. Right. So a lot of times they're not going to have a 2033. It'd be a 2030 and a 2035. Mm -hmm. Mistake number one that people will make, they'll buy a 2030 and a 2035 to get a 2033. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> Can't really average them out. No, because you would assume, well, one's a little bit more aggressive, one's a little bit more conservative, and that gets me in the middle. There's overlap. Five years isn't that big of a difference. No. So you, you would just gauge, am I a little bit more conservative than maybe some? Now, here's the problem. So we got these group, these benchmark of different targeted funds. You can mm -hmm. get them at T. Rowe, Fidelity, Schwab, everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so Fidelity's performance has underperformed the benchmark. It's underperformed the group. Or the expectation. Um, well, let's say that it overperformed the expectation. I think this is good. So what if it had overperformed the expectation, but the group really overperformed the expectations? It's You're still, still in trouble. It's still derogatory statement right. for it. So they've underperformed the group. Mm -hmm. And in you know, whether it's a 2015, 2020, 2025, um, on average, they were underperforming the group. Now, here's what they did to try to improve that performance. So this fund is designed to go more conservative the closer you get to retirement. Correct, which is what people want. Right. Now, understand that means something different to everybody, though. Right. So one of the things they do within these target date funds is they shift. I'm going to give you the 
academic version, the econ, they shift from equities to bonds. Mm -hmm. That means from stock to bonds or from conceivably more risky to less risky. Correct. All right. So what Fidelity said, if you can imagine, now I'm not quoting them. I'm, I'm just kind of from a higher, you know, looking from the outside in. Mm-hmm. We're not doing as good as everyone else. So how do we juice up our performance? So the, what they do is they put more risk in there. So mm-hmm. they put more stock. And now they're saying, well, hey, our performance is better. Of course it's better. You're taking more risk. Could also be way worse. Well, that, well right now the market's been great. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and, you know, and the thing about that, that would be like us driving to Grand Rapids from here because mm-hmm. we do our show at Norton Shores. And it would be like you bragging that you got to Grand Rapids before me, but you drove faster. Of course you did. I just used more gas. Granted, but, I but always use more gas because my was, car's bigger. But there was a risk there. Right. So you drive 85 rather than 75. It doesn't mean you'll get a ticket, but you're more likely that's why you only go nine over the speed limit. No, it's eight, you're fine. Nine, you're mine. <laughs> I, I see somebody's been tickets, listening. So. All right. Well, that's a So, yes, they underperformed. And then their, their way of catching back up with the group is to take more risk. Mm-hmm. Why is this a bad thing? Because you've got people who are trusting that this thing is going to be at a certain level of risk. And it's not. And it's bumping it up just so they can have better return. Correct. And that shows us how that that's another one of these indications how our industry has changed over the last about thirty years. We've shifted from talking about risk first to return, mm-hmm. and only talking about return is like talking about the color of a car or the zero to sixty time. Those things are fun. What's the zero to sixty time of the new Ford Mustang? Well, it's four. You know, it's four point eight, and the car is black. Sweet. Does that does that tell me anything about its reliability? No. Does it tell me anything about how long you'll keep it? No. No. I had one person go, I don't care the color of my car. That wouldn't bother me. I go, really? Let's let's make it pink with white polka dots and put Go Hillary on the side. I go, how long would you keep it? They're like, well, fair enough. Right. <laughs> so color is important. Why do you got to hate on Hillary? How do you know? Which, I'm talking about Hillary Duff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boom. But so color is important. Rate of return is important. But it's not a very good predictor of long-term reliability. Mm -hmm. Take more risk, get more return, but take more risk eventually. Speed more, eventually you get a ticket. It just happens. It will catch up. Right. So if you find yourself, and that's all your firm is focusing on, very singularly focused, they're not talking about, they say, in our industry, we often say, we've got a comprehensive financial plan. And this comprehensive financial plan of yours, ask yourself, did it talk about social security? Nope. Did it talk about pensions? Nope. Did it talk about taxes? Most people go, yeah, Mike, you talked about taxes. Well, I got news for you. The way you take investment income will dictate how much of your social security gets taxed. Mm -hmm. So if you tell me that somebody didn't do social security planning with you, but they did talk about taxes, that in its very nature tells you they didn't thoroughly talk about taxes. Right. Because they ignored how your social security was going to be taxed because of how you took this income. Right. So this comprehensive plan ignored taxes, social security, and health care. How comprehensive is that? Not at all. If you've got one of these comprehensive plans, get a second opinion. Learn a little bit about social security, guaranteed sources of income. Call us at 616-589-4004. It's 589-4004. Or go online, LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. That's LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Dot com. You can sign up for a workshop. We do them at libraries. So that way, 
If you know everything we've got to teach you, you can just sneak out the back. But that's mm-hmm. 616-589-4004. Let's take a quick break. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everybody, to today's Episode? Are we calling these episodes? Well, yeah. I mean, a fireproof your retirement. We've done a hundred and almost seventy episodes now. Should well, we do? You we, have. Should, we should I do like a not. celebration on the two hundredth episode. Let's bring on. Hey, let's bring Jim Harbaugh on for the two hundredth episode. <laughs> Good luck with that. Why not? So, anyways, back to target date funds. Um, the other night. Uh-huh. Michael was sitting on the couch watching a movie before he went to bed. I was already there, and I can hear this giggling, this... <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? He's watching this movie, and this guy's got this little Russian doll thing, and he keeps popping them open, going, oh, there's another one. <laughs> and I- and <laughs> he goes, you have no idea what this has to do with funds. This is so funny. <laughs> I'm probably the only one watching the movie. It was called The Watch with Ben Stiller. No, it's called Neighborhood Watch. Oh, whatever. And who's that other, the big guy like? Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, yeah. And so they've got these dolls. Let's play the clip. But it relates to all these layered hidden fees that you'll find. Looks like it's a... uh, In finance. I don't know what it is. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. There's another doll in here. Hi. Look at this. There's a doll in here. So he's Man, holding. Look at this thing. Oh my God! There's another one. Look at this. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. That's I did. awesome. It's a Russian nesting doll. You want to have a seat when you start incredible. the meeting? He's look got the dolls. Look. He's now oh taking goodness, a smaller one out. Yeah. It yeah. keeps going. You, yeah. It keeps going. There's more. There's more dolls yeah. in here. No, they look call them that. nesting dolls. Did you know that? Now, no, but they keep meeting. going. There's more dolls. You have yeah. one doll. You have another doll. Put this on top of this doll. I just gotta see. I get to the bottom of it. Yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah. Okay. But why don't we start the meeting? Maybe you're not gonna tell me that it goes again. What's that? Guys, there's another one. So where can I pick one of these up? Yeah, I'm not sure. I love this. So here I am. I'm laughing because it relates to finance. And I, I would I, like you all to know he replayed this like 40 times. I do that sometimes. I'm just like, rewind, rewind. But so let's go back to target date funds. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're listening and you're doing this on your own, target, it's the, the lesser of two evils, maybe. Okay. There's flaws to it. Right. But if you're on your own, you got no help. Hey, you, you know, go with it. Um, and quite frankly, if you're on your own and all you got is retirement funds, we got people that can help with, or um, you know, target. That's target all you got is a four hundred one k. Right. We can help you with that. Just a couple of minutes. We don't get paid for that. But anyhow, so the reason we call it like this Russian doll. What are they called? The nesting dolls. Right. Boop. There's another one. You look at. <laughs> if you look at like the Fidelity, I don't want to pick on Fidelity. You look at a company and they've got a 2020 fund as an example. Mm-hmm. If you do a report on that, what does it own? Okay. Because we said earlier, what's a target date fund do? It shifts from equities to bonds. So from stocks 
to right. bonds as you get older. Yep. Okay. Or as it approaches that time period. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, what we find though is that target date fund just bought more mutual funds for you. Okay. And that's another fee. And then boop, we open up that mutual fund. So in just in a you know ideal world, let's say we got the target date fund 2020, and what's it do? It buys this you know macro equity fund and a U.S. bond fund, and then we open each one. Boop, and then those then have other funds, and then we open that. Boop, and those have other funds. And it's almost like that show, that clip we just played for you there. Where you're trying to get to the bottom of it, this one right here, this exact part, it was great. Put this on top of this all. I just gotta see, gotta get to the bottom of it. Yeah, you're kidding me. Yeah. Okay, but why don't we start the meet? (laughs) You know, and the first time I started opening up these funds, and we, you know, you kind of peel off the cover, and then you see, okay, well, this one owns another fund, and then you're like, well, let's see what this fund opens. Boop! You're kidding me. There's another one, and then boop! There's another one, and it's like I gotta get to the bottom of it. I, I get riled up here. Here's why. Each one of those funds has a cost. Right. The last fund is the cost that you'll see. So you, you do, don't see everything else that's all wrapped up inside of each no. other. You know, I, I I think this analogy works, and I don't mean anything bad to Meyer. I'm just using it as an example. Right. So if you get, what are those people that go to Meyer for you? And bring Like your, the shipped people? Yeah. The grocery shoppers? Right. You got to do that. So... <laughs> <laughs> We got too much rest this time. I hate grocery shopping. But if you buy through one of those people, mm-hmm. you see the charge that they charge you. Right. And then the charge for Meyer. Mm-hmm. So you see that end cost. Right. But what if all you saw was a cost for the two together? You would then have no idea what you were paying that extra the person to deliver it to you. Right. You just thought that it was a grocery cost. And there is a cost for Meyer to ship it from their regional facility to the local store. Mm -hmm. And there's a cost for them to buy it through a third party place. Mm -hmm. And that person buys it through another one. And that person buys it from the farmer. Mm -hmm. All those add up to cost. Now in groceries, that's fine because you know exactly what the end cost is. Right. Right. But with a fund, with these target date funds or any mutual fund for that matter, that's buying other funds. All you see is the last one. Mm -hmm. So it would be like Meyer running your credit card. And when they gave you your receipt, all you saw was the profit Meyer made. So you're like, hey, I got bananas for like one cent a pound. I got a great deal. But then when you got your visa bill, you saw, you know, that this $15 trip to Meyer, because that's what they showed you was the cost. Right. But you were actually billed 300 bucks. Right. That's the difference. So we, in anything else, groceries, we see the $300 cost, you know, we see the end cost, the mm-hmm. total cost, not right. just what Meyer made. Right. In a mutual fund, you see just what that last fund is making. So you don't right. see the total cost. They get hidden, but they're there. They still count. A fee is a fee. It still counts. Right. So we got to be aware of fees. They add up. And, you know, I hope that doesn't dissuade anyone from using a target date fund. But I I guess one of my biggest pet peeves is if you have a retirement account and you're navigating those waters by yourself Mm -hmm. and then you got this IRA, you got this maybe an annuity or life insurance, you got these financial products that you bought outside of work through some financial professional. Mm -hmm. 
and they're ignoring the retirement account because, well, that's your retirement account. I can't help you with that. I don't get paid on that. Doesn't that's that a problem. Doesn't that sound pretty backwards? Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of these places are calling themselves a fiduciary, which means they're acting in your best interest. And if they're not willing to look at, you know, the whole picture, how is that acting in your best interest? How could you? Right. So we've got workshops coming up this month. We try to do them every month around West Michigan. Um, but go online, LegacyFinancialNetwork.com, or give us a call, 616-589-4004. Let's take our last break. Every great day has a beginning, and every bad day has an ending. Many of you will start and finish each day in your bathroom. Have you ever noticed that when you go to a new hotel, the thing you want to see most is how nice your bathroom is. You'll take a look at the shower, the shower door, the glass, the handles, the hinges. Let my friends, my family, the pros at City Glass and Mirror, they've been here for over 50 years now. Let them design your dream bathroom. Let them help you start each day and end each day in your oasis. They can design it with vision and passion and they will give you an accurate quote. They won't give you a low quote just to try to win your business because they want you to be happy. Give them a call at 616-842-3740, 616-842-3740. Visit them on the web at cityglassgh.com, at cityglassgh.com, or again, give them a call, 842-3740. Welcome back to our third, final segment today, fastest half hour in radio. It's how exciting. And most- most stressful one because how many times have you deleted this recording and went, oh, where did it go? <laughs> I keep sometimes hitting the wrong button, but I have found the undo button, so that's been great. Thank goodness he hasn't messed anything else up yet. All right. Well, let's finish today talking about basketball. So last week, we see University of Virginia, number one in the country. Mm-hmm. They're playing Louisville, which is a bunch of cheaters. <sighs> don't get Don't get started on that. But they're playing, it comes down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use this as an example why, you know, a lot of times people say, well, Mike, I can, you know, I can handle my own finances. Um, I'm not worried about market volatility. I've been through it. I know how this game is played. Mm-hmm. And I go, you know what, though, when you get into retirement, the stakes become more real and you don't react the same way. Let's, let's um, go to this clip. Jerome going the distance, looking for a quick three. There was a foul. Oh, there was a foul. There was a foul from beyond the arc. So it's end of the game. Right. Louisville's up by four. Which is good. A Virgi- good yeah. chunk. Right. It's a two-possession game. Right. Virginia comes up, gets the guy on the wing. He rises up to shoot. Does that surprise you? No. For a three-pointer. You know it's coming. And he's going to miss it. Possibly. What do you do? Now, you're the defender. Do you follow? What's the number one rule right here? No, you just let him go because it's a two-possession game. You don't touch him. You go ahead and don't shoot. foul. Because if he makes the basket, you get the ball back. But in the moment, he does foul. Right. Stupidest thing. He fouls. Luckily, he doesn't. the shooter doesn't make the three-pointer because then he could have shot a foul shot to potentially tie. Absolutely. So, point Nine seconds. Less than a second left in the game. Mm-hmm. Guy's going to the line to shoot three free throws. Right. Now they're down by four. So what's he do? <laughs> Hits the first one. <laughs> Hits the second one. Right. Now then- you've got your third one. you got to miss. 
Absolutely, because you need to get that ball back. Mm -hmm. And what I thought watching it the next day was that somehow Virginia immediately fouled. They don't. They do a lane violation on purpose because that gives Louisville the ball at the baseline. Okay. Now the ref points at the line, which means the guy, the player inbounding the ball. Can't move. Can't move. Let's go back to the game. Uh, we get a five second. No, no, he ran. He ran. He ran the baseline. Yep. He moved on the baseline. Oh, my goodness. So Louisville's up by one, and they screw it up. Yeah. So who gets he the ball now? He runs along the side, which he's not allowed to do. So now Virginia gets the ball back, and there's still .9 seconds left on the clock because it's only been free throws, and none of the times run off. Let's pick it back up right there. Jerome's got to get it in. It's Hunter for three. You called it. A bank. It's open late, and Virginia wins number one and holding. Can you believe it? I, I can believe it because here's – why is this finance? Because these players are exceptionally good at what they do. Correct. They've they're been di- doing it for the majority of their lives. And they're a Division One athlete mm-hmm. playing in one of the toughest conferences in the country. Right. They've done that play thousands of times. Mm-hmm. Tens of thousands of times. But what do we do? We amped up the pressure. Right. The stakes were higher. And you went into panic mode. And he messed up. Mm-hmm. He did something he would have never done in practice, probably. He's probably never done in his life, or hasn't done for years. Right. Somebody really, really, really good at what they do did a really, 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 really basic, elementary, stupid mistake. Mistake. That's my point. Mm-hmm. That when we get into retirement or we get close to retirement, these retirement dollars, these abstract dollars that you've never really thought about how you're going to spend, they were just there. They were there for someday, tomorrow, next year, sometime. Now, all of a sudden, tomorrow is here. Right. And when the market goes, it goes down real quick. You react differently now because the stakes are higher. Right. You don't have enough time to bring that back. I even think I don't like that tactic because I know we talk about that a lot in our industry. Well, you might not live long enough to come back. Who cares? Let's say you do. Because 65-year-old may live longer than a 45-year-old. True. My point is you're right there in the moment, though. The pressure is on because you're like... Ah, these are my dollars. I'm supposed to, I've got to take money out of this next week. Right. What am I going to do? You react differently because the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. I always use this analogy face-to-face with people. I talk about traveling and vacations and, um, well, not necessarily vacation, but traveling. Right. I always use United. Mm-hmm. Now, what I always love is when people go, I can't believe you still fly United with all those things they do. I'm like, it's great. United's <laughs> horrible at customer service. And that abrupt stop right there is because we decided that it was better to delete something. Rant I was going on. We don't need to get a libel suit. But um, the point there is, let's imagine you're traveling. And your destination, your vacation's a year away. Right. If you get an email from whatever airline you may travel on, I'm not going to isolate, focus on United, and they mess with your ticket. You're not happy, but is it really that impactful? No, it's a year away. You're not really... No big deal. Right. What if, though, it's the day of your trip? Bigger deal. Right. What if you're already at the airport? Now, I will pick on United here because we we fly United all the time, and their app is always on time, on time. I'm like, I know you're not on time. Because I was supposed to be on the plane 20 minutes right. ago. We've got a 6.30 departure. It's 6.28, and the arriving aircraft isn't here. 
Right. We're not on time. Right. But you, then all of a sudden, it's on time, on time, on time. Then they, what do they, they're like, delayed, delayed 15, delayed 15, delayed 15, and canceled. canceled. That's United for you. But as much as we like to pick on them, that is totally different. It's like you messed with me. Mm-hmm. I could feel, you know, when you change my ticket a year earlier, the vacation is, if you ask somebody, hey, you're going to, you know, Florida a year from now. Are you excited? Eh, it's not really real yet, right? Right. Not there. Right. You do it 15 minutes before like has happened. It's like I could feel my feet in the sand. I could feel the warmth of my time maybe even if I was lucky. Mm-hmm. And then you mess with it. It's like, well, we're going to put you out tomorrow. I don't care. I want out now. It's snowing sideways and I want to be on a beach. Right. What do you mean you couldn't land? There's only eight inches of snow. Anyway, when we mess with retirement like that, when you mess with it and it's right there, you behave emotionally. That reaction's different. Right. If it's different with travel, why wouldn't it be different with finance and retirement? If a player as good as that guy there on Louisville can do something so stupid because the stakes were so high and the pressure mm-hmm. was there. Why are you so confident that you wouldn't make a similar mistake in finances? Right. Be careful of pride. Until next week, we are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa, and this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.